This sermon is brought to you by Shatter State Chi Alpha. As you listen, we hope that you enjoy it and that it helps you in your walk. Please visit our website in the information below and drop us a message. We would love to hear from you. As you can tell, I'm not the typical person that normally preaches. I'm not as tall nor as big. Um, Tanner is out for tonight, and so it is me that you have speaking to you. So tonight, um, we're going we're gonna to stay in one verse. We're going to kind of break it down and uh, just kind of tear that apart. So if you have your Bible, it's going to be 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. If you don't, it's going to be up on the screen here. Um, so it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, so we're going to pray before we get into it. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, take over the sermon, take over the message, God, that you would use me uh, solely as just a mouthpiece, God, to say what you want to say. Father, that um, I would get out of the way so that you can have your will. Lord, I pray that you would soften our hearts to, to receive what's coming out tonight, God. And Lord, I just thank you for, uh, thank you for tonight. Praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so from this verse... Uh, we're going to be talking about identity tonight. Um, we're going to kind of derive who we are, who we're called to be, what we can be from this verse, First uh, Peter. So um, to me, when I first started looking at this verse, the first thing that kind of stuck out was that uh, in here, you kind of see four different titles given to us. And that's a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, and people for his own possession. So tonight, we're going to kind of go over and blow up those four titles and what they actually mean um, while sticking to this script. So uh, on the next slide, we're going to talk about um, just chosen race and what that means to be a chosen race. Um, obviously, we're going to stick uh, with that. So um, chosen, when I think of the word chosen, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, just kind of games, dodgeball, baseball, basketball. Seeing my stature, you could assume that I would typically be chosen not among the first people for those games. Um, so this kind of, this has uh, something special for me, just because when I hear the word chosen and that it applies to me, it means that I'm someone's um, desired. It, it means that they, they specifically, specifically want me. Um, there's rhymes to the reason. They, you were specifically selected, um, which, is, which is cool, because when you're a Christian, and to be chosen, it means that you, every, everything that you are, because only, only you know you. The Bible says, what, who knows the things of a man except for the spirit of that man? Only you know the things that you deal with. Only you know the things that you struggle with. Only you know the things that you excel with. All of that in mind, God chooses you. Explicitly right there. You are a chosen race. Everything that you deal with, every shortcoming, everything, every insecurity you feel, along with everything that you feel you're good at. Every trophy you have on the case, all of that, God chooses you. Um, and that, that, with this first title, that's the main thing that I want to I make known is that as a chosen race, regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of, 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 of anything, if you're with Christ, you are chosen, specifically selected. There's purpose. Something that you have, so, and anything that you have, God chooses it and, and wants to use it. And so that, that first one is, is, 
simple, but it's, but it's deep. When you take the time to let that apply to, to, to you and you realize and, and do a little bit of self-reflection who you are and, and then understand that God still wants you, um, that, that's a bit of a life-changing truth. And so, um, and again, like I said, it, only you know, you know, it could, there, there are different tons of miracles of Jesus going through and healing um, people laying, lame men who couldn't walk, people who couldn't see. Those were blatant things. And so things that you struggle with or things that you're good at could be as blatant as being lame and not being able to walk or not being able to see. And God chooses that person. Or, like many other people, it could be as, as hidden as a withered hand under a cloak. Nobody could know about it. Nobody could see it. It, it wouldn't even be on, on a list of characteristics that someone would list out when they think of you. And you know it. And God still chooses you in spite of that. And so cho- chosen race, that, that is one piece of, of a multifaceted identity that we get when we're in Christ. You're chosen. And so the next piece that we're going to go to is um, royal priesthood. And so there's two parts to this uh, royal priesthood. Um, royal means that, that you're of a kingship, a kingship descent. There's, there's royalty. Um, bottom line, you have worth. Someone who's of a royal bloodline has worth. There's something that, that something big happens when something happens to them, whether it be good or bad. The, the entire city, the entire kingdom is affected when someone of this royal bloodline is affected, meaning they have worth. And so I say that specifically for this in mind. Anybody in here who's struggling with the fact that they have worth or anything like that, if you are in Christ, specifically right here, explicitly, you don't have to struggle with it anymore because God says you are of royalty. You do have worth. There is stuff in you that, that is worth something, I, whatever it may be. It, it could be the fact that you don't, it, it could be the very thing that you see as a shortcoming that could be your worth. The fact that, I mean, one illustration is that in the Bible there's a guy who, who is um, who's blind. And the disciples come to, to Jesus and they say, Jesus, who, who sinned? Who, who caused this man to be blind? Why is he blind? Did his, did his parents sin? You know, does, did anything like that. And God says, he's not blind because he sinned. His blindness is going to be used for the glory of God. Jesus healed him, and because of his blindness, many after that were called to Christ. Many after that were saved. And so it could be the very same thing that you see as a shortcoming. Moses, because he felt he couldn't talk, it was the fact that he couldn't talk that God used him to go speak to Pharaoh. The very same thing that you're struggling with, the very same thing that you see that cuts down your worth, is the very thing that Christ could use to to help him move his kingdom and call nations to him. You are royal. You have weight. And so that's the first part of this second title, royal. This, the second part of the second title is, uh, is priesthood. Um, priesthood. Priest, priesthood. Priesthood. Okay, so when um, a priest is ordained, um, they are enabled to preach the message. Bottom line. Um, for us, the message is that Jesus Christ was God who came as man, died for our sins, rose three days later, and his blood washes us and gives us salvation. Because of your identity in Christ, you are enabled to, to preach that message. Being a priesthood, you are ordained. There's, there's power and authority given to you. So, any, I mean, if, if you think, oh, man, this is, this is too big of a task. It's something I can't do. Priesthood. You're enabled. You're in. You have the power. You have the authority. There's, there's no doubt about it. It could, it could be the fact that you, I'm not a good speaker. 
I don't know too much scripture. God's going to give you the, he's going to give you what you need to take care of it. Well, that was a lot shorter than what I thought it was going to be. Kind of rushing through this. So yeah, royal priesthood, you're worth something, and you can do it. Whatever it is that you, you feel you can't do, if Christ calls you to do it, you, you're ordained, you're anointed, you're appointed, you're selected, you're empowered. There's no longer a question of if I can do this, it's I can do this, and you can do it if you will do it. So the question no longer is, can I do it? The question is, when will I do it? That's the question from here on out. Whether it's speaking, whether it's taking the next step in your faith, whether it's reaching out to the person next to you in class, whether it's reaching out to your family, it could be big, it could be small. It could be something as crazy as, layman, I say to you, get up and walk, and him walking when he's been on the ground for his entire life. Or it could be something as simple as, I say to you, reach out your hand with the withered hand like this. God didn't ask that guy to do a cartwheel. He just asked him to stretch out his hand. And so you're able to do what God is calling you to do. To the third title, Holy Nation. Um, The word I want to focus on on this third title is holy. The definition of holy is set apart. Um, Basically, that just means different. But there's a little more weight to it than that because it's not just different for the sake of being different. when the fall of man happened, man decided that their way was better and therefore chose to separate themselves from God. Because they were separated, that did not make them holy. Just because you're different doesn't make you holy. There's a standard and a moral calling given to us by Christ that makes us holy. There's a specific choice. We, We go back to the original, to who Christ was, what he calls us to do. God says that if you are, if you are of me, You are part of this worthful, royal, enabled, consecrated, and set-apart people. You are consecrated and set-apart. That means, I mean, it it comes with, there's a high standard with, with this identity. Things that you used to do, things that we all used to do, there's no more. Words we chose to say, I mean, it can be as big or as small as however you want to make it. The Bible says we're separate. We don't act as the world. We're in this, but we're not of it. And so with this, I want to put a bit of a challenge on this one. To kind of examine your lives, how much of the flow you're syncing up with. You know, if we, if we really say we're Christians, how different are we? And are we different just for the sake of being different, or are we consecrated and set apart to a selected set of morals and standards? We're, we're chosen to remain with him. We're chosen to obey him, not to conform the ways of this world. That's holy. That's what holiness is. <clears throat> the last title said here is people for his own. Man, I'm whipping through this. People for his own possession. Um, people for his own possession. 
in short with this one, you belong. You have a place. You have a home. You have, you have a, a people. There are people who, who care about you. There's a person, there's a God who cares about you. And that's, that's life-changing. That's life-changing. For, I mean, for somebody who, who, who doesn't have that, somebody who doesn't have the group of friends, someone who doesn't have the close family, someone who doesn't have whatever it is, someone who doesn't have that sense of belonging, you're a people for God's own possession. Not anyone else's, his own possession. You, 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 are, you belong to him. He desires to have you. This kind of coincides with being a chosen race. Because not only that he selects you, but he says, hey, come on, you belong with me. My status is your status. You belong. There's a home. There are people with you. And so why, why is any of this important? I mean, as Christians, this is, I mean, this can, this can tend to be kind of 101, like who we are in Christ. Yeah, we follow Jesus. We're loved. We're set apart. I think sometimes our identity can tend to get a little murky. Um, for example, <clears throat> in high school, I used to be a um, pretty big-time wrestler. Uh, that's what I was known for around in high school. Um, if you saw me in high school, it, 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 that's, that's what the con- people who saw me, that was the conversation that began. It was, I was wrestling. You're cutting weight. You're getting ready for this. Getting ready for that. Whatever. The conversation very rarely um, variated from that. Other than the fact that I was a pretty crappy student. Sometimes it was about my grades. But main, main part of the time, it, it had to do with wrestling. And, and it, it, I mean, it was, I lived in a big-ish town where people knew everybody. So... For someone who is a big football player, they were a big football player everywhere. If you're a big wrestler, you're a big wrestler everywhere. So because that was my identity in high school, in the school I was at, it was my identity um, almost almost everywhere. <clears throat> and that's, my, my faith in high school wasn't too crazy. Um, I knew enough to say that if, if I had a pass in high school, I probably would have went to heaven, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's nowhere near the depth that it is now. Um, and so the reason I make this comparison is that the way I viewed it once I came to college and my faith became my own, I was no longer a wrestler. I was a Christian who wrestled. Um, same with being here as a student, someone who desires to get straight A's, someone who, who you know, can't sleep over a bad grade. You're a Christian who studies at CSE. You're not a student. There, there are priorities in, in line first. Our identity is to God first. He's going to take care of everything. God, Jesus says, you know, my, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Come to me, all who are weary, and you will find rest. There, there, I mean, he's going to take care of you. There's no reason why he would call you chosen. He would call you worth something. No one just, just says all that stuff to you and then, and then doesn't act upon it. God's not like that. He's not one to to tell you your worth and to tell you you belong and to tell you you're able to do this and then leave you dry when you're like, all right, Lord, I'm going to follow you. 
I got school. I got work. I got bills. I got all this stuff. He's going to take care of it. And so we are Christians first. Our allegiance lies to the kingdom of heaven. It's no, no longer I'm a wrestler. I'm a Christian who wrestles. I'm a Christian who studies at CSC. I'm a Christian who plays in the band. I'm a Christian who whatever, whatever the case may be. Because a lot of times what can happen is, is when we decide to dig deeper in those identities that we give ourselves and that we feel people are attracted to, we're going to let people press in on us, and the more hands that push in, the more our posture adjusts to the way that their hands are formed rather than the way that his hands are formed. And so we're called to stand the way he calls us to stand, not the way everybody else decides to call us. Because it's real easy, I know, it's real easy to succumb to the weight of the identity given to us by others. It was cool to get all the praise for being good at wrestling. It was cool. It was nice. And it caused me to stand a specific way. I carried myself a specific way because of it. There's a lot of time I wasted in high school because I felt it was more important because it was important to others that I was a wrestler. It's important to me to serve Christ first. It's important to us to serve Christ first. Those blessings come when we choose him. He's already chosen us. It's funny. What's that? I know. You need to dance or something. (laughs) So the last point. With all of this, can you go back to the first slide? Can we go back to the verse? Your chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The second word, you. Take a minute and think, who, who is the you he's talking to? Is it just anybody? Peter is talking to a specific set of people here. Peter's talking to Christians. God, God is willing to love and express his love to anybody. But you have to come to him and choose to accept that first. This identity is given to anyone who's willing to accept it. This identity is given to anybody who's willing to choose it. Only a child of God is chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That's the identity. Our identity is is not chosen race. It's not royal priesthood. It's not holy nation. It's not people who are possessed. It's child of God. Point blank. So I know it's kind of funny because it's super fast. But it's also kind of cool because I would like the worship team to come back up. And for the small group leaders, Kind of come and stand at the front.
And if someone could dim the lights, please. That would be awesome. That's good right there. <laughs> um, again, like I said, this, this you, it's a specific set of people. The blessings that come with being a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong, people who are selected, people who are worth, those come when you choose to accept Christ. And if you've already chosen Christ and you've, you've maybe let's say you've drifted, maybe let's say you haven't acted in accordance with your identity, you haven't been behaving like a Christian, Maybe, maybe you know enough about God, but you've, you've kind of distanced yourself. It's, it's the same thing. So I, I want to kind of give a chance right now tonight. Like I said in the beginning, only you know you. You know what you deal with. You know who you are. So it's up to you to make the choice. God gives you the opportunity to live at such a higher elevation. Right here, we see it. So we're going to take just a moment to do a little self-reflection. See where you're at. Like I said, and, and be real with yourself. The Bible totally talks about how you can deceive yourself into thinking you're okay. So I want us to take some time to think about where we're at, if we've drifted, if we've never been here. And if you come to the conclusion that this is a life that you want, these guys up here are available for you to come talk to, come pray with you've been struggling with your walk and you haven't been acting in accordance with this, if you and God have just kind of drifted apart, these guys are up here to come, for you to come and pray with. So we're just going to take a few moments right now to just kind of reflect. doesn't stop here. This is this is something that is lived 24-7-365. Every day. And to be up front, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's, it's a choice every day to choose Christ. Everybody standing up here, 
they have a, they have a group. They go they go over things in the Bible. They go over things in life, things that 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 are common struggles. you guys as well. Well, Come and talk to one of these guys after the service. If there's not a place that you're you're a part of, that you're getting fed the word, you have a group of guys that you can count on, a group of girls that you can can talk to, I encourage you guys, get get in in touch with, with one of these up here. that you would just follow us out of the, the sanctuary and or past tonight that you'd help us apply this to our lives daily God that we would continuously choose you Father that we would make an effort that we'd realize that you have chosen us and that you love us Praise you because you have this all under control, even when you don't see it. So I just I thank you for everyone here tonight. I pray that you would bless them and give them time back, Lord. That you honor them. And I pray that you would move in their lives, Lord, so that they may start to honor you and continue to honor you. Praise you and thank you. Jesus name.